Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome once again to Ring Crew Radio. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, and I'm alongside Louisville, Kentucky's own, the infamous Nikki K. Fabes. And he's coming off the top rope, like always, the high flyer, the king of bong style, Frank Cliff. We are episode 49, and you know what that means, gentlemen. Next week, our 50th anniversary show. Might I say, 50 times sitting in this basement, sweating my balls off, next to Nikki K. Fabes and the Arbiter of fucking nothing. What an honor it's been, and we will continue to go, hopefully to 150, hopefully to 500, who knows, maybe 1,000. We do need some sponsors. Blue Chew, I'll push dick pills. (laughs) You gotta... Sign me we up. Need, we need some. I'll do. I was thinking about making a cameo. A cameo? Yeah. Kayfabes, you have to pay people to listen to you. You think anyone's going like, to want to fucking pay you? You mean a cameo do- so that someone calls out the show like? No, no. Like me give cameos to people. I think you should tell Jim Cornette. Like 10, like 10 people. That the co-host. $10, $10 per cameo. You think people are going to pay $10? Yes, I do. Who? People that are doing it as a joke for other people. Be like, who the fuck's this guy? I could probably make so like, you. So you're gonna exploit your friends and family? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what he's gonna no, exploit. I've you see that? The, because oh, because you just pass it around your friend. I've group. seen this, these videos on YouTube that people. So what would you do if they took that cameo from you and put it on YouTube? I mean, what would the guys from work say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I knew that was going. Yo, on. don't mention that. He's gonna get sniped in his sleep. <laughs> no fucking guy works for the fbi oh shush what i was about to say about? he's like a cia operative nobody knows what nikki k fabes does nobody can know what nikki k fabes does he's, he's in, a secret he's a secret i do a podcast there you go good answer <laughs> well before we get rolling here speaking of rolling as a matter of fact it's a good segue oh you're a something cunt. happened to you earlier today frank cliff you sent me a picture and did nikki you- k fabes and you acted like it was humanity's fault that this had happened to you First ahead, off, plead your case to the listener. First off, did you think of that segue since I sent you that picture at 9.30 this no. morning? No. Then it's impressive. Good job. There you go. So let me tell you something, folks. For all of you that all you don't live in New York City, let me paint a little picture for you. It's not enough. Crime. <laughs> masks. Anguish. Pain. Poverty Nick- everywhere. Homeless people in the streets. Nikki Kayfabe's in the streets. It's did a scary I, did place. Did I paint the picture? Pretty well. But you missed some things. Public defecation. That's on there, too. But if anything, if there's anything New York likes doing to their residents and citizens more than anything else, it's taxing us through the fucking teeth in Mm -hmm. every way they can. And maybe I have a little outlandish of an opinion here, but there's a lot of taxes you pay every day and you don't even realize. Every time you cross a bridge that's been paid for 17 times over, you're paying a tax. Mm -hmm. Every time you get a parking ticket for bullshit, you're paying a tax of sort. And now they have found a way to tax driving. And no, not just the way they normally tax driving when gas costs more than fucking a meal at McDonald's per gallon. No, 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 no. We have now decided that New York City, even if the fucking road's empty and nobody's on there, you gotta drive 25 miles a fucking hour and fuck if you gotta be somewhere. Well, fuck that. I drive the speed I want and I've been given some some camera tickets, as we'll call them. Mm-hmm. I kind of let them stack up, and I don't so really pay is this, them. is the city taxing drivers, or is it discouraging crime? Um, you could say it's discouraging crime, but that's bullshit. 
It's bullshit. You're telling me someone getting hit at 25 makes a difference from someone getting hit at 45? Either way, they're going to be fucked. It's just a matter of how fucked they are. Why should I have to drive slower because some idiot's walking in the fucking street? You know what that's prom promoting? Because the faster you drive, your reaction time's not going to act as quick. You're more likely to make a mistake. Eh, debatable at best. Here's my outlook. Debatable. All they're doing is trying to make it easier for these fucking jamokes that don't look both ways when they're walking the fucking street anyway. These fucking idiots that don't fucking cross with the crosswalk. You're giving them another out. That's all you're doing. And for me, the driver, you're making it fucking harder for me. Well, fuck them. And it, they're bullshit. It is tough to... I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Thank it's you. Tough, it, it's tough to find the alternate side parking is horse shit. Yeah, they're going to... Hold on. We need to shut down the entire fucking block For like an hour and a half. For an hour and a half so some dickhead could drive up it with a truck with a brush, miss half the fucking garbage anyway, it's, it's and keep it moving. Will, it is tough. I they shouldn't allow it. I will submit to you. I will submit to you. It's outrageous that we're almost colonizing space, but we can't clean the fucking streets without inconveniencing half the neighborhood. But oh, even if you want, hold on. I, I'm driving in the Do city every day. Do something about it. There's a hundred fucking people running for mayor. If you, and no one just said, I'm getting rid of this alternate sign you insanity. You would win. You would win. No more no win. standing signs. Park where you want. No standing's ridiculous too. There's no no standing's absolute already. bullshit. Absolute bullshit. You know how you fix but no if you standing? Get, but if you, get, if you get your window clipped by some big truck that had to get through and couldn't get the street, that's no, on you. you can but get let it through, happen. You can get through and park there with these trucks going. I've seen it. I've lived it. I parked there. <laughs> this is bullshit. First off, this is the hardest place. I had a realization one day. I came home from work, got home 5.30 on the dot. It was beautiful. Go in front of my house. There's a spot right in front. I almost came in enthusiasm. Cause it's, it's a nice feeling. But that shouldn't be the way. If you no, go anywhere and then you else get, in America, well, that, that's different. And then though. you get out and you're looking for every sign because you're looking for a reason There's, why this is actually not a spot. There has to be a reason. See, that's right. just the... You just have bad parking. That's the problem. You don't have any... I mean, you do have bad parking around Hold here. Hold on a second. Stuff, Let me enlighten you, the cocksucker, is the guy who owns who doesn't own the driveway in, in your neighborhood. If you don't own a driveway, you could go fuck yourself. Because every asshole has the cutout, so you can't park there. Then there's three fucking hydrants on every block. Yeah. It's too many bullshit. Too many it's madness. bullshit. It's madness. Fuck New How York City this? and its parking rules. How about this? Park where you want. We're not responsible for anything that happens to your car. I don't give a fuck. Fine. It's just a money grab at the end of the day. It's just a money grab. The best is most of those no standings are made for people making deliveries. The fucking trucks double park anyway. Yeah. It's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, they don't. This is the stupidest shit. Who writes these rules? AEW fans, I'm on fire. Let's go. Well, you're on fire, but you also never got to the fucking point. Oh, yeah, so he's motherfuckers. You, you went on a diatribe, so you don't follow the traffic laws as a general rule. And yeah. as a result... I let my tickets stack up a little bit. And then this morning, I woke up to a nice boot on my fucking car. <laughs> and then, if, if that wasn't... You know, you'd think that would be the worst your day's getting. I call these assholes, and I'm like, all right, you got me. I'll give you the money. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, you $300 boot fee? I don't give a fuck. I just want my car back. You've taken my freedom away. Give it back. Oh, we don't have that plate on record. Well, I got your fucking boot on my car, bitch. So you better find this motherfucking plate. I'd have called that three times. You should have just manually took it off and then... Nah, Bridget, and then they hit you with a 450 fee, and that shit's right on your fucking uh, your driving account. Like, if you go to pay a ticket, you can see it right now. 350, boot fee, sheriff fee. I gotta pay the fucking sheriff to come put a boot on my car? Fuck him! 
He's getting paid anyway. <laughs> it's craziness. The sheriff's a fan of the show. And the best part is... And the mic fell. And the mic fell. And the best part is, after all this, there's no restitution. There's no resolution. The boot is still on my car. They have not taken the money from me. Fuck. So I'm basically trapped at Ring Crew Studio until further notice. So I want you to look at Nikki Kayfabe right now. He lost control of the mic. Yeah. I understand what's happening. To the listener at home, me and Nikki Kayfabe have switched seats. Not so easy over there, is it? I don't know what you did here. I you have the mic backwards. No, like the microphone itself. So if you hear any uh, feedback, that's Nikki Kayfabe's fiddling with Hold his microphone. Hold on a second. Give us a little test one, too, Kayfabe. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. back. You're back. Yeah. You can make an SMR vid eating pickles. People eat it up. <laughs> All right. I'm throwing it over to Kayfabe. You're running the show tonight. Well, uh, this is a, a topic you want to uh, talk about. What he's trying to say you, is we have a three count for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but no, I was just getting into the, the small talk of what we wanted to talk about with our news and headlines and the three count that you just so gradually told Doing our your fans standard, about. Yeah, your standard pinfall, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what are we starting with, Nikki Kayfabe? I don't like this new seat. Too many responsibilities. <laughs> he can't handle it. He's, bre- <laughs> he's fucking sweating. Heavy lies the crown. Well, June 28th, 1998, about 23 years ago, ah. uh, give or take. We're a little past that now. King of the Ring 98. Goddamn. One of the most memorable nights in professional wrestling history, wouldn't you say? Moments. Objectively? Moments because one of the things we're going to talk about today is almost forgotten because of the moment that happened well, about 20 minutes before. I feel it. like we could skip that because we talked about it last week. Also. And if you live under a rock and you don't know what we're referring to, check out last week. No, I'm not going to be a dick. <laughs> Man, we'll How about this? Kayfabe, run us through the card of King of the Ring 1998, its anniversary just passed. Uh, a very significant pay-per-view in the annals of wrestling history. So let's just run through it. Let's try to go back in time. A little retro I, I wanna ring see, for I want to see how good you are also. I'm going to say someone who was in the match and then see who they face. See if you remember. He ain't got to fucking remember that shit. We can try. I'm curious. I want to see how good he is. We can try. Go ahead. Um, the first match was the Headbangers and Taka Michinoku. Oh, my God. And they defeated. What a tag team. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck these people are. One the, of them. The oddities. They defeated Kayenta. Kayenta, you idiot. Oh, my God. Kayenta, I, I, I remember that. Uh, choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he, did he, did he turn on them? Uh, you said it was Takamichi Noko? Yeah, he, he was a part yeah. of Kayenta. He was with I think Funaki. He, I think he turned on them and joined them. And Dick Tugo? No, they, Headbangers won. Oh. Match number two Just was, a quick one. I'm sorry. Who was in Kayenta then? Funaki, Funaki, Taka Michinoku. No, no, no. No, Taka was on the he other was side. on Headbangers. Yeah, but he joins Kaintai later. Oh, okay. Does well, he dress up like a headbanger for this match? Dick Togo. To go. Dick I think Togo. it's to go. I don't know. Tojo. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. This Look is at event. this fucking guy. It's a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had Ken Shamrock defeating The Rock. Jeff Jarrett. Ah, I'm no good. By submission. Jeff Jarrett probably sold that ankle like a fucking champ. Okay. Shamrock was... I love Ken It was Shamrock a King of the Ring semifinal match. Should have went further. And he had a great entrance music. Do yeah, his entrance shit? music was good. He used to slap himself going to the ring. He was fucking I'm trying tremendous. to think who the King of the Ring winner that year. I think it was Shamrock. Again, under the radar because... Go on. What else Next we up, we had The Rock versus Dan Severin. Okay. Oh, man. The Rock that must won. have been one hell of a fucking match. Rock Dan Severin sh- would kill Dwayne Johnson. That's what I'm saying. Inside of a second. Oh, my Dan God. Dan Severin's a shoot MMA 
UFC kind of champion. Wrestler, I think. Was he, was he a every, real wrestler? Yeah, and a mixed martial artist. Fuck. Cornette, your boy. Kayfabe, if you ever want to laugh, punch in Cornette Dan Severn. You don't I like made him? a list of everything Dan Severn could do and everything Dan Severn couldn't do. And they made him do all the shit that I said he couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Uh, yeah, another guy that that was. It's a, like him and Doctor Death. I think of because they're the same era. Two guys that just didn't work out, but it should have. They should have been millionaires. Doctor Death, Steve Williams. He had a bad run because he got the injury. You just lost this company five million dollars. <laughs> but who was the other guy you mentioned? St- Dan Severn. Severn had no personality. That was the problem. But if you gave him a mouthpiece, <sighs> right? Go on, K Fabes. What else we got? Next up, we had the team of at the time called Too Much. Scotty Tuhati and Grandmaster Sexay. Yep. Brian Taylor oh. and Scott, Scott Scott Taylor and Taylor. Brian Christopher. Correct. They defeated the team of Al Snow and Head. Oh, my <laughs> God. That had to be great. I got to go back and watch this. Did tag Head. team match with Jerry Lawler as a special Did, guest referee. Wait a second. Did Head is get this, the hot tag? Is this the match where they went to pin Head, but they couldn't pin him because he didn't have shoulders? So then they pulled Without out the Head, head and, and Shoulders. shoulders. This might be the match. That happened. It did happen. I remember I, it. I hope it didn't happen on pay-per-view. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that was definitely overshadowed by uh, the other matches on this. Yeah, it's like another world. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we had X-Pac with China against Owen Hart. That was probably a really good wrestling match. X-Pac okay. won. Don't know if the story was great, but. Next up, we had the Outlaws. Defeating the new Midnight Express. Oh, you didn't know? Until Cornette was there. Cornette was there. I don't like these fucking outlaws, Mr. Ass, fucking uh, road dog, pieces of shit. Frank, who was part of that team? What's that? The new Midnight Express. Who was it? I have no fucking idea. It was, it was Holly Wait, and they Bart put Gunn. Bob, yeah. Bob Holly what and Bart names, Gunn. names, though? Wait, wasn't he Sparky Plug? Hold on. Bodacious Bob. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, Close. Bombastic Bob. Oh, Bodacious Bart and Bombastic Bob. Yeah, that's Oh, it. dear God. <laughs> Yeah, how do you go from, how do you go from Sparky Plug and they fuck you twice? Thank God he found Hardcore Holly eventually. Next up, oh. we had Shamrock beating The Rock in ah. the King of the Ring final. Yeah, it's okay. Dwayne probably the next night just buried him, so it didn't mean anything <laughs> anyway. Oh, Shamrock. Well, he buried Billy Gunn when he won the following year. Billy Gunn, he had him talk from God. I thought Rock. Oh my God. Uh, I thought God's voice was The Rock for five years of my life. <laughs> Jabroni, go to church. Next up. Next up, we had Taker and Mankind. All right. Who won that one? Taker. I don't remember this. The fucking announce <laughs> table. <laughs> I could tell you where I was when I watched it. I was in the living room of my old house, my childhood home, and I was watching it with my brother. And I swear to you, as, as I sit here right now, I went in an Undertaker fan. I came out a Mick Foley fan. Who didn't? He got over. Who didn't? I mean, first off, Mick was over for some people before that because he was one of the indie gods in a way before he went up there and then eventually he started showing more signs of himself he, he metamorphosized the cactus jack for a night the dude love persona there's a lot of different shit going on sometimes he was just mcfoley sometimes he was just mcfoley right and this was the making of mcfoley as a character you just knew no matter what the match is he's gonna do whatever he can to win when he gets off the stretcher the pop the pop I think the pop was louder when he gets off the stretcher to go back and you hear fucking Joe. He wants to go up. 
You'll never oh, see no. anything like it again. So nothing insane. will no, ever not come anymore close. With, with the way that I no, mean, now the way everything is. With the way everything is, you won't see everything. Again. No. We're talking life, society, life, yeah, the exactly. business. Yep, 100%. it's just and never. You know, not for nothing. Never, it was a once in a lifetime match. Maybe the most famous wrestling match of all time. And one of big the hats off to the commentary team for this one. Oh, my. How many lines? Uh, stop. I mean, look. Seven to eight. JR Classics. Ma- JR might not be able to get his lines right anymore. <laughs> but damn. <laughs> but damn, gentlemen. Buck all king. And that's, he drunk it in half. And that's why I get so ass hurt when someone says, just hang it up, Jim Ross. You made a mistake. You confused three letters around. You should you should retire. Do you hear these lunatics on Twitter? He oh. should hang it up. The greatest of I, all time should we, go home because he forgot where he was for a moment. Guy's traumatized in that seat. Of course he's forgetful. And look what he's watching. I feel bad for him. Well, you got to hold off on that for now. Yeah, we'll go back to that because I got a whole section about these fucking lunatics. But anyway. Well, let me ask before we let this go because this is really vivid in my mind. So I want to know. When was the first time you remember seeing it, K-Fabe? Uh, I, I don't. I don't remember the first time seeing it. Um... Did you I, ever I watch like it I, in its entirety? I feel like I did that night. I was watching all the pay-per-views yeah. at the time. I watched it live. I mean, I was definitely in tune with it. Take it was my guy, so. Yeah. But I, I don't remember being watching it and right. where I was. In fact, I could probably, I mean, this might not be a direct quote, but K-Fabes, you know us. Mm-hmm. The, the Darth Vader father of the high flyer. <laughs> I think that, first off, he used to make fun of me and my brother for watching wrestling all the time. He's like, oh, fucking idiots touching each other. Oh, shit. You know it's fake, right? Imagine that in an Australian Brooklyn accent. It's fucked That's up. That's great. It's the weirdest thing ever. I can't even impersonate it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's what they all sound like, you fucking asshole. Oi. Um, One day he'll be on the show. I pretty much remember, I don't remember like watching the match itself, but I remember like the three of us, because he would watch it with us and just make fun of it, and even he would shut the fuck up for a few minutes. Because that was the closest thing to a shoot you're ever going to see where they almost killed the guy. Legit. I know they over-dramatize it now when they do the documentaries. Like, oh, we never thought he would make, you know, all the bullshit. But there's a legitimacy to that. I think it's so, I, I think there's a tendency, perhaps, on the part of some people to not realize what this really was and how crazy it was. Because the stunts now look so much bigger. When Shane jumps off the Titantron and it's huge, Jeff Hardy off things the explode now. Oh, yeah. So the stunts have gotten bigger and more spectacular. But this was what it was. You watch the guy get thrown off, huge and, drop. And Foley took how many bumps died. in that three-year span? How many bumps did Foley it's take? It's crazy that, that he was crazy. only big for – he was only with WWE mainstay for like three, four years. Yeah, but he fucking beat the shit out of himself. Yeah, well. I mean, look at the match with The Rock. He did a big bump in that and then got hit in the head 15 times with yep. the chair. Yep, There's yep. no limits for Mick Foley, but gentlemen, this isn't why we talked about this. We talked about Mick last week. Shout out Mick Foley, who clearly supports Ring Crew Radio. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> but gentlemen, there was something big that happened here for the Ring Crew Radio boys that night. Because something happened that you... It, there's no other way it could have happened. But for some reason, we all thought it wasn't going to happen. PJ, paint a picture. I believe we're talking about the main event. Yes, which sir. featured Ring Crew Radio's favorite wrestler, Kane, versus Ring Crew Radio's other favorite wrestler, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was a WrestleMania main event for RCR. That's for sure. Kane was hot. He's coming off the feud with The Undertaker. He's over. I've told you here on this program, there are people who believe the Monday Night Wars changed just because of Kane. Heard it said? I believe it. He was that over. 
and he's booked in a match against Steve Austin, goes without saying. Huge, over, greatest of all time. And it's a first blood match. Kane wears a mask. Kane's covered head to toe in the bodysuit. Well, how is Kane going to lose? It's impossible. Well, originally he had his arm out. He right. had one arm out. And then they now switched that night, it that night. And I'm like, how the fuck is this guy going to lose? Because you said, Steve Austin, he's the man. This is going to be a He's not going to lose, but he'll find a way. But then it's like, how could he possibly find a way? I think everyone that night thought Austin was going to win. I didn't see that title change. Uh, that was unfathomable to me. So, match goes on. And Foley the, the comes back comes out. comes back down, right? Cell comes back down. Foley comes back out. It was this crazy finish. Undertaker and uh, Austin are going to hit each other with the chairs. Foley's in between them. Foley ducks. One chair hits the other. It bounces off of uh, Austin's face. He's busted open. And Kane, very shortly into the business at that point, becomes fucking the WWF champion. Crazy. You never saw it. You ne- Again, it's one of those things where you said there's no other possible outcome, but you still thought there was always a shred. Austin's going to figure out. He's going to crack a beer can over his mask, and the blood's going to pour out. He'll find a way. He's our hero, and he will find a way. And unlike, as you said, John Cena, he actually lost when he should have. And it was only for 24 (laughs) hours. It was a short-lived reign. But instantly, I look, if Kane wasn't made before beating The Undertaker, because I believe that's what led up to that, if I'm not mistaken, was some form of beating The Undertaker, maybe not a mania, but at a different... Right. That was the ceiling of making a main eventer at the time. And yes, Kane tried... Pretty much worked mid-card after that, sadly. But no, he was he a top. around the top. I mean, King was a top guy the minute he walked in but th- to the, the problem, minute he walked out. Of course. The problem is you can't say main eventer at that time because there was one man. He's right behind you. That was the main event. Then there was everybody else. There was the guys that would, you know, feud with him a couple months and cycle back down. Kane did a lot. Kane did tag teams. Kane did everything. But this was the start, gentlemen, and what a night it was. And I loved seeing Paul Bearer with the belt. He was oh, that must have got you excited. 24, 24, 24, 24 hours, hours. Of, of fucking joy. Paul Bearer <laughs> made Kane in a way, too, because let's not forget, they didn't trust Kane to speak at first. He had that fucking stick with the... And if you remember, Steve Austin challenged Kane, and he said, if you don't accept it, you're a coward. And Kane accepted. He went, yes. And the crowd popped. And the crowd popped. So now Kane's fucking over huge. Austin's Against over Steve huge. Austin. And we're getting this match on Raw. That ah. was, these were the days, gentlemen. These were the days. Gentlemen, I got an update. You guys been on the Ring Crew Radio Instagram page? I posted on it before. We've been getting some DMs. Really? Someone wants to video sex call with us. You think we should accept? <laughs> this is insanity. Someone wrote cabbage worm. I don't even know what this means. <laughs> now they speak in other languages. I'm out of here. Oh, God. Good transition, though. Speaking of cabbage worm, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> let's get all the bullshit. Uh, where's that Jacksonville promotion? Let's get all that stuff. No, we're not there way. yet. We're not in Jacksonville yet. Where we are we? We're still WWE. in Stamford? Well, with fuck. the good that we talk about with WWE, there's always some some bad with it. Oh, boy. What did they, they do this week? In June, on June 25th, they released about 15 oh, people. With I mean, we have to talk about it. Bro, and if someone, I have a question. I have a question. Serious question. I'm not trying to fuck with you, K-Fabes. I respect you. You're a man. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time I walk into McDonald's, they got a future endeavored fucking wall telling me who just left last week. I don't give a fuck. Well, it's big news because. Oh, all you don't these... give a fuck where Keith Lee's been? He he's, not released, he's not released. So I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Give me the list. So We'll run it down quick. Run it down. We have Arturo Ruas. Guy was awesome. 
couldn't speak any English, didn't have a mouthpiece for him. It's a shame. He was like a shoot. He was like a Steve Blackman with a uh, Brazilian roots. It was a little bit different, but right. awesome guy. Sucks that he's gone. Worth seven dollars. Next, <laughs> Marina Shafir. All right. Well, one's getting paid out of the family. I mean, she wasn't anything really special. The only reason they kept her around was for that eventual fatal, uh, what do you call it, four-horsewoman versus four-horsewoman match. None of them were used ever, except her and uh, her Rousey. And I got to tell you, I don't even have a marginal recollection it's, of who, who she, she was. Is. It's but, Roddy Strong's wife. Yeah, but they used her when uh, Shayna Baszler was on top in NXT. Yeah. They were like the henchmen yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she worked good there, but there wasn't really anything there, yeah. especially in that women's division that's stacked to the fucking gills. Next, Next up, up, we had Killian Dane. Another just big guy with no fucking character <laughs> from another country. Someone He's married to someone in the business. Nikki Cross. Yeah, I know. So I don't understand why they release these people that are married to someone. Maybe he asks for it. Maybe. People always forget that side of it. Like, there's guys that beg for their release every day and ha, you're stuck. Yeah. You know, like, so maybe he wanted out. Maybe he wanted more money. There's, let's get a full story on any of this, right? Go ahead. Next up, we had Tino Sabatelli. That guy, I don't... I've f- heard about him for I, years. Yeah, he was supposed to be fucking great. He had a he had a good look. Yeah. They used him three times on Raw Underground, and he got his ass whooped. Next up, we had the Bollywood Boys. That's a shame. Yeah, that's too bad. That's a shame. I thought those guys were fucking Plus, awesome. Plus, they just did the Mahal. NXT India, so why release them? I don't think they did. Well, I look, think Jinder Mahal had the, the other way, new henchmen. By the way, just because they're releasing these people from their contracts doesn't mean they're not... Don't you see, like when Samoa Joe well, left I was just gonna say, and then yeah. came back, well, they're, all, they're not out of the orbit, especially the Indian guys. It's a, Where else are they going to go? It's a but, contract. AEW. But these guys were great. They were good with They're just yeah. so small. What are you going to do with them? Randy? You know what the next thing was? Put them both in jumpsuits and, and do one of dance. those who and he things. That wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> no, but they don't really look alike. Anyway, but Orton, let's just talk about this. Remember when Orton fucking gave him the back body drop? He's feuding with Jim Jinder Mahal, and he tossed one of them. Yeah. Oh my! Orton yeah. actually shouted them out. Uh, they and they were talking about. Yeah, well. he said he said he had uh, more respect, and he uh, he had respect for them already before he put them through the table. Honestly, they were good. Look, that one's a shame. Twenty three dollars. Next up. But what do you? But what what else do you do with them? Twenty three dollars. Next you know what up. I mean? Next up, we had Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion was an Evolve guy. He yeah. was about 130 pounds. I liked him in Evolve. I said, fuck, he's going up there. He's screwed. And I was right. Next. <laughs> Next up, we had August Gray. August Gray, a.k.a. used to be Anthony Green. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was the retro gimmick. He wore the fanny pack. He had the goggles. He only worked 205 Live, it seems like. And he worked. He, he was working up until the week of. So. Yeah, he had a, the Losers Leave Town match. He well, tweeted. you got to do it. That shit was funny. Um, Look, good guy. Not a WWE guy. I mean, it's, it, you know what they look for. There's spots for these guys in NXT to an extent, but NXT don't have an unlimited budget either. Yeah. So they got to kind of cut dead weight once in a while. And Next in up. Total, wait, we have more? Oh, there's a bunch. Jeez. Yeah, we can't go too deeply in tandem. We had Arya Davari. You know, okay. the whole time I said this guy's cursed by having the same last name as the other right. Davari. I won't remember him for him. I'll remember him for being the same name as him. Next up, we had Tony Nese. Former FBW champion. Yeah. Where PJ was the GM of. Tony Nese Nese wrestled Kenny Omega at an Allegiant. It was a good match. You know what? Tony Nese should go to AEW. Same amount of people. (laughs) Next up. That's too bad. Nese, he looks great, but Uh, I don't think his promo. Does he look great? I know. He's, you know, he's shorter. That's the problem. His promo wasn't great. 
promos. He could, but he could do amazing a, a, things a, a as a crazy wrestler. athlete. Right. Crazy athlete. Next up, we had the team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Ever rise. Ever rise. The yep. only yeah. reason I knew who they were, they were they were getting a lot of TV time. They were. They were doing those little segments, and Kevin Owens tweeted about them all the time and wore their merch. Yeah, but, you know, they were a funny low-level team on NXT. I don't think they were they were bad. I don't know if they should have been cut, but that surprised me a little. It happens. It's yeah. a business. And last is Tyler Breeze and Fandango, which Fandango was with the company for 14 years. Fandango okay. beat Chris Jericho at a WrestleMania. I was there. I know. I, I was there, it. too. I Roll up. It. Yeah. He it was did good. that sick leg drop. First of all, Fandango. Fandangoing could have been a thing. Oh, Short-lived it so as it was. It was huge. It was huge. Short-lived it was as huge. it was, my God. It could have went longer. I they killed it. it. WWE choked it to death. And killed it. I despised it from the minute it came into an existence. No, not, and when, I'm it, not, not a when it was spontaneous. That that was that first time that that night after Mania was really out of control. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. And you know, for some reason, the Beach Bowls didn't wild. piss me off as much as a bunch of fucking smocks going, yeah, dude. Dude, we dude, did it on the way out of the park. Yeah, we lot. did it. You guys sound I so proud. I this is it. like the yeah, assholes right that were it. at. I knew a guy. I forgot his fucking name. I knew him in high school. He used to claim that he went to the first ever You Suck chant at Kurt Angle when Edge initiated. Yeah. <laughs> then all these people. Yeah, we did this. You didn't do shit. Shut oh, the fuck up. Oh, it was those fucking up. crazy Brits and fucking. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. put a bunch exactly of people from a different fucking country in an They're American wild. arena. They're, They're going to do soccer chants. They're, They're out of their minds. So Fandango was over for a period of time. It was a good act. His finish when he did the leg drop off the top. And he always I, had smokes with him, I too. He said his back is going to be crippled. I don't uh, know. I, he couldn't do that for long. He did That's all I can ever remember thinking. Then he had a fairly good team with Tyler uh, Tyler Breeze. Another Fashion guy Breeze. I don't understand why he didn't get more over. He faced Vince Liger on that, NXT. He did. He had a takeover. And he was in a lot of takeover main events when he was there. He was a really good worker. I, I thought he was an A+. I don't know how they screwed it up. Vince didn't. I don't think Vince got the character. If Vince understood what he was trying to accomplish as the character... I feel like he would have been used better. He would have been used like Rick Martel. I felt like Vince just thought he was too close to Dolph Ziggler and just sent him on his way. In a look, maybe, but I don't know. I know he's a little more flamboyant, but then they kind of warded him down until he was just this generic character. That's what they do. That's what they do. When they don't care about you, you're just going to be watered down to shit. Then he went to NXT and found himself again. They take him up again. Back down. Well... Well, let me ask you, K-Fabes, do you, uh, would, do you think that Fandango, Tyler Breeze tag team could have done more? I think they did a lot in NXT. They were they were used, they won some, they won the NXT title recently, and they were used to put over some other I'm teams. I'm talking so. when they, were, when they oh, were on the main shows. Yeah, they had some good segments with uh, the Ascension they were used, and all that hold stuff. Hold on a second. A they were used a lot when they were a tag team and they got called up. It's when they moved from SmackDown, that was the end of them. But also, for a period of time, and I would love to know who wrote and produced the show at this time, when SmackDown first went live, and AJ Styles was feuding with Ambrose, which wasn't the greatest thing, but it was acceptable, and you had the Usos first turning heel, you had Curtis fucking, uh, what's his name? No, Heath Slater and Rhino being a tag team. That was a good, I, that All was fun. All of those tag teams at that time were peaking at the same time in different ways, and it was right. a great program week to week. The title pictures were great week to week. The whole show was awesome at that point, especially when you compare it to the dismal affair now. But even guys like you just said, there was a spot for them, for Fandango and Breeze. They'd come out every week. They may not beat somebody, but they have a funny segment. It sucks. Because why can't they find a, se- a time for them? 
Right. And I wasn't. I'm not the biggest fans of them at all. But out of everyone you just listed, that's easily the two biggest right. draws out of that. The Miz right now Walking is on in Raw wheel- in a wheelchair with a drip He's stick. injured. He can't work. But they're putting more TV time. He's doing spots. They're putting more TV time into him than any of these people that they just bring in. And Did you just see let Ricochet's move off the wheel- wheelchair? Did you see the little clip of that? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Tremendous. By the way. Hey, Fabes, I know we're not going to talk raw, but since we'll have a nice little minute here, mm-hmm. Ricochet. I know. He's about getting fucking his time. Fucking do. They put him in fucking jeans. They said, stop dressing like an asshole and we'll push you. And look <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah. That's the most talented wrestler I've seen in jeans this fucking year. I feel Fuck like you, these, Moxley. I feel like with every new release, Ricochet's career is, is the wall shake right a little up. bit. I feel like he's got to be next in line. No, not not if he's getting used on TV every week. I think Vince finally gets it. I think he's showing a better character now. He's talking. He's not sounding like a fucking asshole every yeah. week. No, I'm glad that he's finally getting his due. And he's going to put on a show in that Money in the Bank match. So. Oh, well, you know that. Proud Looking member of the bald that. community. Looking up on all his dues. Good luck to him. Who, Ricochet? Yeah. But he could grow it back when he wants. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, it's not like letting he's, him not, in. he's not shoot bald he's like in. you. He's, it's he's a in. work. <laughs> Hold on a second. You have a you you let work bold people in there, not like shoot bold people. Bold by choice is even more impressive. Are you serious? Of They're course. stealing your gimmick. Let's move on. Well, someone that wasn't released that returned <laughs> was uh, you think the you know end of, the end of SmackDown. <laughs> since we really don't discuss in detail what what goes on in these shows anymore, <laughs> we'll take the big moment and talk about Edge coming back to face Roman. At Money in the Bank. It's the biggest draw they fucking have. It's not... Uh, I can't debate it. After seeing me, you guys enlighten me, because I missed it the first time we watched Mania. <laughs> Edge easily got the biggest pop at WrestleMania. He's a fucking draw. Yeah. I know you two never really saw it the way I see it. I, I was, never said that he wasn't I'm sorry, draw. right. You, you're it. in the delusion mind that Christian's better than him. Right. You're an idiot. Too. I agree with him. But you said you never got it. And I understand that side of it, too. Edge wasn't for everybody, and I think they did a lot of irreparable damage by putting him with Vicky Guerrero for that year and a half. (laughs) And Chavo. (laughs) I think you're right. That's what ruined Edge for a lot of people. Uh, You think so? Really? Edge with Lita was gold. Edge with Lita was gold. I agree. Yeah. Edge Maybe you're right. Hold on a second. Maybe that single thing tarnished them. And let's sidebar. Is Edge not one of John Cena's greatest rivalries? It got Cena over. Yeah. Nothing else did. He did a lot of good shit with The Undertaker. Oh, fuck yeah. That SummerSlam that Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, that's true, sadly. But he had a lot of runs with him. Well, that was before he was tonguing Vicky every week, I like to think. That's when it got out of control. Excuse me. <laughs> if the, I but, just feel like you, you beat him already at Mania, and not just him, but him and another guy. Yeah. Why am I to believe that Edge could come? He stacked you like a piece of shit. There's nobody of importance that that he could face. That's the problem. And you know what? They need something that's going to draw money, baby. We're back back in front of 20,000 people. We got to put asses in seats. And I think you could put Roman Reigns in a fucking broomstick out there, and he'll draw some damn money. But you put Edge... I like the way it That's came a draw. out, though. No, no promo just came out, went straight no to No fucking him. hype video no, no, spoiling nothing. it. Yeah. Definitely no a fucking... breath of fresh air. Wait a second, boys. Even Let's though get... I'm not excited by the match itself or the feud. I know we had well, rumors. They never had, edge... they never had the singles, so. I, I, I retract that. The match actually might be amazing, provided Edge doesn't win. My God. <laughs> Um, my God. No, I think Cena Look, and, and Reigns. We've, we've the heard best. the leaks in the past. Like, we heard Edge was going to come back. 
but it was nice not knowing the night of that he was fucking coming back. It's nice that we had one secret kept out of the ears of the fucking ah, morons. Why Maybe Meltzer that's why it was it. exciting. Because Vince probably... Grew, fu- I've been calling Vince out a lot for this. He finally went back there and said, if this motherfucker gets one more goddamn hit, you're all going to fucking Jacksonville. And he fucking put his foot down. Maybe, Enough of the bullshit. Maybe that's why they're releasing so many people. They should. They they're, should. They're if, all leakers. If, if, you leak, if you leak fucking news to SRS, Meltzer, Alvarez, who's the other jagaloon I fucking hate? Bixen Ban. Bixen Span. That guy's Bixen a fucking Span. dick and a half. Come report me, asshole. <laughs> I hate that fucking guy. The more these people give them tips, the more they ruin the product. It was nice getting a genuine surprise. And unlike, well, you're actually not being pessimistic for once. This match is going to be fucking great. You have two professionals. That's I, what you fucking need. I don't Edge disagree. puts on a good match. So I just want to backtrack for one second. I was going to ask. WWE releasing a lot of people, not just in the ring and the talent, but I hear in their front offices. And oh. Stanford. And the writers. So I heard. And, and writers, oh. which we'll get to. Do you think they're gearing up for a sell? I know we spoke about it. You, you were panicking. We I'm didn't l- talk about it for, uh, at least last week we didn't talk about it. Do you I'm think? I'm less panicked. I don't think he'll ever get, you know what? You got into my head. You said, what would Vince do? He's not going to go to the beach. And you're right. <laughs> you're right. I don't, I, I don't know. I just saw him at the Chappelle show. That's true. What was that? Let's talk about that. They I call this it. relaxing. <laughs> I could get into this. I saw him and Ashy Larry take a picture. And it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. He should have wore the do-rag back there. It would have got great over. Picture. How did they get him there? They lied I to saw him. Stephanie I'm in the back. You, I'm I saw Stephanie in the back, I think. Yes. So, yeah, you know what? Handler. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what happened. Come on, Vince. We're going to get ice cream. <laughs> I don't eat that shit. I need a fucking turkey sandwich dry. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> oh, these old senile people with their levels of responsibility. All I know is if I see Ashley Larry make an appearance on Monday Night Raw, I'll fucking piss myself laughing. <laughs> Playing crap. They should, let, they should let Chappelle write some of the show. That's a comedy writer. That's a com yeah, but that's a comedy writer who at least has a clue of fucking depth. Let's talk about the other comedy writer that got to, the yeah, fucking Let's boot. talk about that. Who's this who's this? so here's I, my I, I understanding. Have a name handy. I could get it quick. Fuck a you name. Can pull it doesn't it up. matter. Pull it up, I'll stall. Okay. So some comedy actress or writer had a job with WWE and then she went on a podcast and on that podcast she revealed she's actually not a big fan of the product and i mean not a big fan of the product to the extent that she didn't know bobby lashley's name bobby ashley yeah. that was the most disgraceful shit as a fan well, trump said the same thing if you remember bobby ashley yes of course he did on like some late night show it was hilarious so look we talk about them not knowing we i don't think we've ever actually went to detail on this on the show this is something we normally talk when we're just shooting the shit right mm-hmm. how many times do we say they just need to hire writers that understand wrestling and but then we also say if you have too much of that then it becomes wcw and no one gives a fuck you need that balance but this this whatever the fuck she is this abomination of a writer should not be on this fucking show it's a disgrace don't insult my intelligence and have this idiot go on a podcast and say well it's just big men Fuck you. Right. Fuck so I just thought, you. Ma- I just thought maybe maybe don't even say her name. I don't know. You never know. What's, what's the importance? Okay. Never mind. Fuck her. She's future endeavor and she should be. Stay the fuck away. Stay the fuck away from wrestling, bitch. <laughs> I can't wait. Did, did he comment on this yet? Yeah. Well, yeah. he must have had a tangent. You could listen to it yourself. At Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, if one. you want to follow the High Flyer, you can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> At High Flyer RCR. If you want to follow the arbiter of all things professional wrestling and bold, at yes, PJ Stack RCR. And if you want to follow... Follow my new favorite Twitter follow, Nikki Kayfabe. Hold on. Nikki the, Kayfabe RCR. You're going after everybody these you days, forgot his, You forgot I his have, gimmick. He's the mutant killer. He goes on there. I have 250 followers now. Man, I saw you beefing out with the mutants, Kayfabe, and I think this is a good transition, if I'm not mistaken. Is it time to go to Jacksonville? Because I got to start right, with That's some... where we were going now, to Jacksonville. Oh, I got to start we're with We're going to start issues. with the good with Jacksonville, though. No, 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 we gotta no. We got to start with the good. He's, what in the, good. he's in the chair. Let him run the Go show. Go ahead. got to start with the Give good. Give me the goods. On Saturday, well, they had two Dynamites on Saturday and Wednesday. This past Saturday and this yesterday, Wednesday. Huh, so the average fan who complained that the WWE has too much programming now has well, to watch four hours a week plus 10 well, not, hours of YouTube a week. Show. It was because of the scheduling. Yeah. But on the Saturday episode of Dynamite, they had the big match, Omega versus Jungle Boy, for the AEW World Championship. Ah, so I didn't watch this, but let me guess how it went. <laughs> 20 minutes. I think it was like closer to like yeah, a I know half that. hour. I, half hour? 35, maybe. 35? What are they, fucking Barry Windham and Ric Flair? All right. 35. Let's see what the finish was. I'm going to say it's one of two options. Mm-hmm. One, Omega beat him clean and Jungle Boy looked good doing it, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Number two. Don Callis or the fucking idiot good brothers dressed as biker strippers or that, the dumb fucks. Them I don't I don't get the good brothers, man. They don't they don't have any sense. They're just there they to collect the, they're just they, there to yeah. collect the check. That's yeah. all they're there for. They got a mark for his money. He wants to throw up the two sweet back there o- with Omega them. did win and, and Jungle Boy I think is gonna be an absolute star. Hey, we've talked eventually. about it. Jungle Boy is the only thing from that program that I said, Wow, they really and got he's something. Fucking Anna Jay. Let me tell you, he's got Oh, yeah, that was it. Let me tell you something. Ultimate <laughs> Not heel NJ, turn. Not NJ, right? Yeah. yeah. He gets all these fucking mutants hype. They're fucking cheering his name. They're doing the, oh, whoa, 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 whatever the fuck it is song. Tarzan, Tarzan boy. boy. And then he goes ultimate heel. He puts up a picture of him tonguing Anna J grabbing her ass. The mutants were punching air <laughs> universally. Great shit. He's, he's very talented. Um, I think he'll he'll be really good in a few. He could work. Uh, yeah. My fear is if he stays there too long, he's gonna get dropped on his fucking head, and that's gonna be the end of him. He should go to somewhere well, where he could work a little bit better. I, this guy I listened to in, in Louisville, he made a good point that <laughs> that I I would agree with. They come out with all these stables. He came out with. Why has it got to be with them? He came out with those the two oh. idiots and and, <laughs> and so idiots. did Omega and. Then they're just at ringside. Then eventually they get kicked out. Of course. And then they come back and fucking <laughs> brawl. And, but at the end of the match, they had another fucking brawl with... um, with. It's just gang warfare it was, every It was week. after the match. The Young Bucks came out, Gallows uh, and Anderson, and they went after Jungle Boy, and then Christian made a save. Did Michael Naka go fuck yourself, man? No, he didn't come out. It, it's, isn't it because they everyone just wants to work with their friends? Everyone right. wants and to everyone, be on TV. And everyone decides what just what they can do. We're going to get everybody on TV tonight. Everyone's getting a TV fed, check. But it's an indie with, fed. With the Young Bucks coming out after the show went off the air. Oh, God. Christian was out there. Penta, Eddie Kingston, Jungle Boy, and Eddie Kingston cut a, a promo on the uh, on WWE, basically, oh, he shit on. He talked about AEW, you know, his wrestling, and uh, everyone loves being there. And yeah. he's through the bone. He's yeah. ran down the three guys in the ring with him, and then he's like, "You won't see this on the other channel." Oh, so he cut the same promo everybody that gets futured endeavored from the WWE he does cut, on a podcast. He cut the TNA. 
yeah. 2007 oh, promo yeah. where everyone shit. came in and they talked about WWE without saying WWE until they got really, really intense. And even sometimes though, they would say it. Even though they acted like WWE and Jeff Jarrett walked around with a belt for three years, just like right now we have Kenny Omega walking around with a belt and mutton chops. Yeah, I know. I know. He, I tried to say before, my God, he's got the Triple H beard and all now. <laughs> I've never been so That's offended a bad, by bad, bad omen. First off, <laughs> let me tell you something. You don't deserve it. Don't you fucking walk around with those mutton chops, cocksucker. <laughs> you didn't bury nobody except yourself when you started dancing with wolves during a wrestling match. He thinks he's Holly Race. Fuck him. He's an asshole. But, I mean, I didn't understand the point of the of the promo. I mean, they just have to be living rent free at this. That's point. all it is. It, the Tony Khan went up to him and said, "Go out there and get them. Go out there." But I mean, insane. Or that, he said, "Go out there and get them." Live on Dynamite! Insane. So, I forget. Did this happen on a Friday night? or Saturday. Went, this happened Saturday after the after show. The when, show. I, I, you know, the you ratings have, have been trending down, yes? Yes. Yesterday, they had 800,000. That's so trending So, they, they, they were up on high on Wednesday. Then they moved. So, they're a little hurt. No, this Wednesday, they had 800,000. Ooh. Oh, I know. Well, they got to gotta reestablish the time slot. You got to see what happens there. Hey, they have mutants that run on a very strict schedule. <laughs> Saturday God. night, they're playing Plinko. You ain't got but, time for but this But in shit. saying that, on that Saturday night episode, I saw people that said Kings, um, that Omega and Jungle Boy was the best match I've ever seen in of life. Of course they did. And Kingston's promo was fucking amazing. Oh, this, it was the pipe bomb. Yeah, I know. Even though it wasn't even on television. And it's all on Twitter, man. These guys are... They're lunatics. That sounds like a good segue, my friend. To my lunatics. new To my new segue within a segue. <laughs> or my new segment within a segment, I should say. Deranged fans... <laughs> Gentlemen. Well, wait, I'll cut you off. So, so why would we, you segue because, me to it? Because we can continue with that, but on Wednesday night... There's another show? Well, I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing, but on Wednesday night, the show went off the air with JR calling it WWE Dynamite. As he right. should. Which, again, the fans... Oh, my God. Now, take it away. <laughs> the deranged fan base that some reside in Jacksonville, some reside in sewers, the mutants of the world, the AEW fans... Ladies and gentlemen, I got to alert you to some of the graphic content that will be said in the next five minutes or less. There's some sick people out there, and I want to read these opinions so you all could go see and see that I'm not the crazy one. It's fucking them. <laughs> Where's the first one I had? I, I've been sending them to kayfabes all week. Oh, this was this morning. So the WWE went on their Twitter. They announced that The Garden is getting a SmackDown July... July 9th tickets go on sale. September 10th is the actual show. I can tell you now, speaking of myself, I'll fucking be there. They said this is SmackDown, right? This is SmackDown. I'm going to see my boy. SmackDown might be coming their, uh, That's their it. show. That's a big fucking endorsement. Roman gonna Reigns be... is going to come out there and say, finally a champion has graced your floor. And the fans are going to boo the who shit do you think's out of coming? Him. So who do you think's showing up that night? Cena. Oh, no, it's too late for Cena at that point. I don't know. They're going to get Mark out for one more. And what day, what's the date again on this? Uh, the show itself is September 10th, and these tickets go on sale July 9th. Which, we should go. And that's, and that's we should uh, go. September 10th? Yeah. That's going to be 20-year anniversary. The day September 11th. Oh, shit. Oh, they're going to do like a big patriotism oh, thing. Vince they're is going to be in New York City? You know, come Vince on is going to We no, should Vince go. We should go. Out. We should try to get those tickets. But let's talk about what the deranged fan said. JU44 at Jew Suite. Oh, you know this one's going to be a winner. Few days after all out and tickets go on sale the same day. Oh, wow, he writes like an idiot. I'm sorry. Few days after all out and tickets go on sale same day. All out goes on sale the day after AEW announced the days of their shows and when tickets are being sold to the public. 
He puts the face palm emoji three times and says, y'all desperate for this one. Nobody's desperate for anything to compete with a fucking show that sells out fucking 3,000 seat arenas, buddy. This is the garden. I And I don't even think WWE makes a profit on the garden these days. But they're running it to run it because they owe they're us fans. They're running it to run it. Yeah, not to sabotage a company they clearly don't see as competition. They let Jericho on Austin's podcast. Clearly, they don't care. They don't. They're not, not care. bothered. They don't. Much give less a shit. make a major business decision like that. It probably had to be booked years in advance and think that they're doing it. Yeah, these are deranged people. Deranged. Here we go. At Thomas S Salem with some underscores in there. At Tony Khan, I could see it now. All Out 2021. Preston Vance versus Two B Miro for the TNT title. This match alone is worth the pay-per-view price. All right. Listen, cocksucker. The fucking pay-per-view isn't worth the pay-per-view price. $50 to watch two gymnastic stars with fucking mustaches do backflips and watch John Moxley snarl and watch Eddie Kingston take a shit in the ring? I'm good. And you're going to tell me Preston Vance, a guy that's on the dork order running around with fucking numbers written on his chest, Versus Miro, a guy that got cucked by Jim Cornette, who cucks people for a living. That's worth the pay-per-view price? What drugs are these people on? They're deranged. <laughs> They're deranged. Why do you let them upset you? They're you got, ridiculous. What are you doing, one more? I actually got two. One's our buddy SRS, <laughs> who I'm not even going to say his full name because he doesn't need any more followers. What chance? Fucking lame. Because someone started doing what chance during one of these fucking boring promos. I love AEW. the what chance. I still love the what chance. I'm not giving up on them. I don't know why the fans pretend they don't like them. Next. Thank you. All right. So this was all during one match that went on yesterday. It was Sammy Guevara versus MJF. I'm not going to talk about the match too much. Pat, just know. There was a second rope tombstone and the guy kicked out. All you got. All you got to know. <laughs> And you wonder why I can't watch it. <laughs> Sammy's cutter is gorgeous. Dude is so talented. It's amazing to watch. All right. You had a moment. You had to get your opinion out there like anybody cared. I get it. Here's the follow-up. The chemistry between Sammy Guevara and MJF is just unreal. The opening sequences. The Sarmi looks... The what? She typed so fast she actually fucked up the words. The way they look at each other. MJF shocked to Sammy's outplaying him at his own game. The two count counters. This is so good. These two are on a whole different level. Than fucking who? Roman Reigns? Yeah, they're five steps below him, bitch. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> Done with these motherfuckers. Till next week. That's the end of Deranged Fans. K-Fabe's what we got next. <laughs> oh, man. Number two on our pinfall is... WWE rele- recently released their greatest tag team top 50 greatest tag team. They released team. 50 tag teams at once. Vince <laughs> is completely out of control. <laughs> they, re- they released the top 50 WWE tag teams of all time. Oh, this was some uh, fucking list. I, my goodness. So I think we need to be fair here. I'm not going to redo the list. That's impossible. It would take time. We're going to go 10 at a time. And we're Are just we going to talk about each. We're going to talk okay. about each team, but let's go 10 at a time and we'll talk about From the significance 50 one. to 40. Yes, sir. Number 50, the Bushwhackers. Too Cool, the Quebecers, Smoking Guns, Strike Force, the Head Shrinkers, Kane and X-Pac, Batista <laughs> and Flair, Eminem, the Nasty Boys, and at 40, 
rated RKO. I only heard I only heard one that stuck out to me is that's odd. Can Xbox? No. <laughs> the Bushwhackers? No. The no. Bushwhackers should absolutely they be there. They should have been much higher. Yeah, they were over as shit. Over as shit. PJ, I could read your mind. It was the same thing I was thinking. The smoking guns. Yes. Why are they there? Yeah. Bart Why Gunn are they and, there? And Billy Gunn. Bart Gunn's fam- more famous for getting knocked out cold by Butterbean, and Billy Gunn's more famous for being in another tag team. Billy and Chuck was more uh, popular than fucking the smoking guns. I'm looking for Honky Tonk and Fred and uh, Valentine. Rhythm and Blues. Yeah, I want to see where they are on this list. All Next right. up. I, I didn't hear anything crazy there. There wasn't anything egregious. Let's go, K-Fabes. 39, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. The hooligans. Weird. DIY, world's greatest tag team. You have Mo- to explain who DIY is to PJ. You don't know. Oh, it's Ciampa and uh, Gargano. They gave NXT tag teams onto this list, too. Uh, Money, Inc., Chris Jericho and Big Show, Natural Disasters, Show. The Street Profits, Jack and Gerald Briscoe, Whoa. The Bludgeon Brothers, and at 30, Whoa. at 30, we had Bulldog and Owen. Hold the fuck on. I got two right off the bat that I tell you should not fucking be there. Number one's the Bludgeon Brothers. Well, they have Harper and Rowan, period. It's just that. I, I understand okay. that. R.I.P. Yeah. He should not fucking be there. They did nothing as a tag team. They won one title as a tag team, if I'm not mistaken. They were fucking lackeys for Bray Wyatt. That is fucking idiotic. And who was that? There was another one on there that really stung I think the Street Profits are a little That was the next one. I don't give a fuck how many tag title runs you gave them in the last year. I think it was only one long one. They do not deserve to be there. That's bullshit. Especially above Jericho and Show. I feel like they... Jericho. So I wrote down on my pad right here, Jericho and Show. They are tremendous. I I would have put them even higher. With both belts. That was one of my all-time favorite tag teams. Jericho and Big Show, man. I, I think they've been underserved by this list. Absolutely. What were you going to say about Jericho? I just I remember him and Jericho, his show and Jericho well when they were doing their uh, Big their Show tag changed team, his so. look up a little bit. I don't think they put him in a singlet, look like a gentleman. I don't think the suits. Street Profits And he had a different them. facial hair. You only had the, uh, the yeah. chin strap. Even Haas and Benjamin, I feel like. Haas and Benjamin are, are very low there. They should right. be higher. Yeah. I agree. They absolutely agree. should be higher. Uh, going forward, at 29, we have Morrison and the Miz. Oh, God. The Dirt Sheet? The Bar, Team Hell No, Volkov and Sheik, Los Guerreros, the APA, the Blackjacks, the Shield. What the fuck? DX, and at 20, the Undisputed Error. The fucking Blackjacks? So wait, there's 20 in front of this. There's 20 left, yeah. And you have the Outlaws already. And you have DX. Did you say the Outlaws? No, you didn't say the Outlaws. No, no, no. Uh, The uh, APA. Oh, okay. You said APA, you said DX. APA, you would figure they'd be higher. The problem is, is most Even of the bar. Pa- I put the them bar, top 20. The ba- first off, the bar should be much higher. And spoiler eh, alert. Eh, you can leave the bar where they are. Here's my problem with this list. If you're going to talk Cesaro, I looked through the whole list already. No Tyson Kidd Cesaro, which is bullshit. That team was fucking money for the year and a half that it existed. APA, here's the problem. Most of the segments that you remember, where are they? They're backstage. Bars. Exactly. They're not remembered for wrestling. They're remembered for backstage segments. That's why they get shafted on this. DX at 21 seems a little odd. DX is bullshit, and it's WWE propaganda. And look, I defend everything. Sean and Hunter were not a a tag team in their real DX days. When they were the most DX, they were not a tag team. That's bullshit. They had one tag reign 
Really, well, it was against Jericho almost the whole time, as far as I can well, remember. Well, no, and the they, Spirit Squad. Right when they came back, they had almost yeah. two years that they were a tag team. So I guess you well, could no, uh, off. well, right, well, they did Legacy too. There was blown quads. Yeah, yeah that, I, that I just Orton so, DiBiase. So feud. it's propaganda in that they kind of lump all of DX together when really, for a very brief time in the history of, right, of DX actually, and all its incarnations, were they really a tag team? I know what, they got one run against Big Show and Jericho. They had a couple of good matches. Here's the crazy part. And you're not remembering this just because of the time lapse, but they probably were longer as a tag team technically than they were as lackey. And yeah, that's the problem. Hundred percent. You had I almost guess, you had two years on and off as a tag. I guess or we're like biased. Year and a half. Oh. Just biased toward our own generation's shit. Absolutely, absolutely. Next up, K Fabes. At 19, we have the Soul Patrol. Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Oh, get the fuck Come out of here. Top 20. Hey, stop it. I know, you're, 19. I know you're trying to get him to do Mania, but let's not get crazy now. Going stop forward it. at 18, we have Tora Tanaka and Mr. Fuji. Who? Professor Toru Tanaka what? and Fuji. First off, if there's any Japanese tag team from the WWE that needs to be on this list. their matches? It ABA needs... can't be up there because you remember the Exactly. No, I Stop completely it. agree. Where the fuck is Kai and Tai? Not on here. They should be on there before they are. Absolutely. The, going forward, the Steiners, Rock and Sock, the Wild oh, Samoans, God. the Rockers, the Mega Powers. Rockers is propaganda. Rock and Sock. The, that's bullshit. The Valiant Brothers. Demolition and number 10, the Bulldog. Demolition? Demolition should be top five. They held the belts for two years. PJ, I had to ask you because I spoke with, with James from, uh, from what do you call it, from fucking Jersey about this. He sent mm -hmm. me this list. He was pissed off. Big Demolition guy. Did any of them piss off the WWE on their way out of something that they just don't acknowledge yes. them? Let's hear some stories. I can't give you the exact reason. I'm oh, sorry. You fucking arbiter of fucking I want to say a lawsuit. He sued okay. them. Because that's really, that's the thing that'll get Vince the most fucking twisted Of up, course. Is if you try to sue him. Because Demolition, gentlemen, I'm not spoiler alerting here. They should be a top five tag team of all time. This isn't a question. But well, my guy's at number 10, so I'm happy about that. Who's that? Dynamite and, and Davey. Oh, boy. shut <laughs> the They were a tag team for three years, two years. Why? Propaganda. Why insist? On this late date, to keep pushing the Rockers like they were something. It was a They won team. one belt. They and were they lost colorful. It. They won on a show that never aired. There Here's was some my weirdness thing. to even it. Even Rock and, and, no, 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 hold on. Sorry. And, and even knowing oh. now, Marty Jannetty and the type of shit he gets into, oh. any minute now, you may have to just totally erase Marty Jannetty. <laughs> you realize that? We're almost, we're almost there. <laughs> Stop yeah. making the Rockers a thing. Put it to bed. It's lies. It's propaganda. It's a very small part of the legacy of Shawn Michaels and nothing else. And I think when you talk about teams like that, you need to factor in that I think if them, them as a single exceeded them as a tag, they shouldn't be high on this list. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes, I don't know. There might be exceptions. We'd have to break it down. Uh, we'll get to the next. You'll see which one I'm talking about. Oh, the Rock and Sock. Right well, the Rock and Sock shouldn't be on this list. Write, That's again. Write that question down, Frank, so we look it up later. But Rock, I'll stall for you. What, Demolition? When you said a tag team where one oh, guy singles, excel. Yeah. So Rock and Sock. I'm okay with them there. But that they were not a tag team. They were, It's like Batman and Superman coming together. They're not a team. It's and Batman and Robin are the team. And well, remember. I mean, the Mega Powers are here, too. That's a fair comparison. <laughs> They're more remembered, though, for, again, one segment. I'll give it to Rock and Sock, though, because they did some big things. They fought at Mania, that tremendous match with Evolution. That was a big oh, fucking match, Oh, you know match, what? Folks. I forgot about that. You're right. They did I mean, have they a Mania match. They put them back match. together, some real memorable segments. 
to your point before, maybe not remembered so much for their matches because I can't think of really. I think of one. Well, that's one what Rock Foley and Sock said match. on his uh, on the podcast with Austin. He said, "What do you remember from the Rock and Sock? Not, not the matches." He said, "People go up to him. They're like, oh, I love the Rock and Sock.'" And he's like, "What match?" And they're like, <laughs> "Against the Hollies on SmackDown one time." And they just talk about the segments. Oh my God, they definitely did have a match against the Hollies. They on did. Smackdown. I remember. They beat Fo- the shit out of Crash. Fo- <laughs> no, Foley was. Foley was sad because he thought The Rock threw out his book, so he never tagged in. He sat on the ring steps looking mad sad, and The Rock kept begging toward him. Oh, yeah, man. He did fight the Hollies. That's, okay, so there's the one Rock and Sock that I I'm going to have to go back now yeah. and watch some of that. It's hilarious. But, yeah, I, I, you don't think they belong on it? I just don't think you could put them over like tag teams that were great tag teams for long periods of time. In my head, and maybe I'm a person who thinks in the right And this is clearly only now, a WWE list, right? Oh, if, it, if it's not, it's bullshit because where's... I don't know, Pitbulls, something, you know. Uh, you, right, you, fucking The gangsters. Scott, hold on, you're going to put DX. Where's fucking Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? How many tag rival runs did they have? Right. Go on. At number nine, this, we have the Brothers of Destruction. This is bullshit. That's bro- bullshit propaganda, and you know it. If they're going to make the list, <laughs> how is Austin and Triple H not on the list? Seriously. They might be. I'll flip this whole fucking table. <laughs> that, they're not, but they should be if you're going to put them, and you're going to put them ninth? At you're number eight. Ninth? Number eight, we have Austin and Hunter. Number seven. <laughs> no, we don't. Don't fuck with me. The, out, the Outlaws are eight. Good. That's I'll bullshit. Try. They should maybe a little higher. They should be higher. Maybe higher. At seven, we have the Usos. They okay. might be higher, too. Let's see who else is up here. At six, we have Legion of Doom. That's, see, that's propaganda. If you're going off WWE, <laughs> right. they had one run, and Hawk was fucked up for it. In the second run, he and, fucking and jumped dummy, off the and stage. And a dummy was their manager. No, it can't Some be. weird shit. That's bullshit. Sonny they should be was their back. manager. Oh, that's true. Hawk fell off the Titantron. Oops. It was a dark era. Yeah, they ain't remembered for that. No, that's bullshit. At five, we have the Dudleys. They're number one. At number four, we have what should be number one, Edge and Christian. Okay. Uh, at number three, we have Bret Hart. Hold on and a the second, because I'm gonna forget where we're Wait, going. Can we do these one by one? What five? One through five. We're almost at the end. We're almost one at the one end. through five. Let's do one by f- one through five on a one-on-one basis. Go on. The Dudleys are five. All right, the Dudleys in my book are number one because they did something no other tag team ever did. They won every single belt. They won the WWE belts. They won the WCW belts. We're they won talking the ECW strictly belts. WWE, right? Again, they did it in the WWE. They did it during the invasion. They won the WCW belts. You can make an argument either way. I wouldn't object to them being number one. They won gold everywhere they went. Tremendous act. Tremendous team. Some great fucking matches along the way. Some real good promos. And when we say singles exceeding them as a tag, definitely not in the WWE. They broke them up for six months and they were back together. Reverend Devon beat Triple H on a SmackDown. It happened. That's all I'm saying. What what Bully ever do? Bully had a good run in TNA. Bully did have a great run in TNA, but that was TNA. Next. Edge and Christian at four. All right, here's one of the ones that it gets... Same applies. Well, no, except they, singles, they're not as decorated. His singles maybe run as definitely the is... The singles out, run exceeds... the tag run. Exactly. And then the second side of it is they weren't a tag for that long in retrospect. They stopped tagging in 01. We have this thing in our head because they did a TV show that they were like tagging all these years. They stopped being a team in 01. It was three years. I, I can't put them that high up. I can't put them over the Usos, in my opinion. But also... Look who won those matches. They won one. I think the Dudleys won one. I think Hardy's won one. It's hard to say who really came out of there, but when you're doing Edge a list Christian like Christian won the most. When you're doing a list like this, though, how are you going to put three teams from the same generation in the top five? That's not fair to the other generations. Not fair to the 80s. Well, it's they, not fair cre- to the they, 2010s. they created a lot of buzz around the division. They made that 
fucking and TLC. You, they man. did invent a match. And they won a lot of those big matches. They won at 17. They won at 2000. I think they even won at SummerSlam. Damn. All those big they won TLC three. matches. Shit. I think. I mean, we have to check the books, but my God. they. I think they came out of that three-way as as really the premier team of WWE. And you figure they'd be. And they're higher, let's face it, because Vince created them. Oh, he didn't create oh, the yes. Dudleys. Yeah. And that's always going to be a part. Hardy's same principle applies. I'm sure they're next. At number three, we have the Hart Foundation. This Ooh. is propaganda. Propaganda at its finest. The only person that thinks Bret Hart got shafted on this list is Bret Hart. <laughs> he should be fucking... Tw- they should be 10th. They should take the bulldog spot and move the bulldogs another 10 back. This is bullshit. It's bullshit, PJ. Brett, I'm not being a Brett, Another example where one guy far succeeded the other. Oh, so come on. By your own rule, though, all these people would be disqualified. But that's my point. But that's my point. Go on. At next up, we have the Hardy Boys. With Jeff, that number two, they probably succeed. I don't know. They're they should not be number Nick, two. Is that number, number two? two? Yes, number two. Oh, okay, goodness. they should not be number two. Demolition should be number two on this list, and number three should be the Dudleys. Let me tell you number why one the Hardys, be Let me tell you why the Hardys are on this list. Matt and Jeff, I don't think ever burnt their bridge. No, Jeff's ever. still there. Well, Matt talks shit now, but I mean, it's different. He's he's doing it to stir a buzz. Right. I, yeah, they never burnt their bridge. They burned them fucking selves, but that's a different right. issue. Um, they shouldn't be this high on this list. I don't. Again, I'd have to sit down and redo it, but I just don't think that they're the second greatest tag team to ever come out of the WWE. I think that's bullshit. And I, I know what this first one is already. Get it out of your mouth. It is the new day. Oh yeah. my god, the propaganda. PJ, are they the only three man team on that list? No, Demolition. Who is better than them? They weren't real. Did I they mean, wrestle together or did one swap out for another guy? I mean, they did that, but so did the New Day in a way. No. Yeah, because one one got hurt. It's bullshit. This is propaganda. They should not be this high. They've had a lot of success. They won, a, I think, probably the most I, tag title reigns or some mm. shit like that. In how, a come bullshit- they didn't, how come they didn't put the brood in instead of Edge and Christian? And include Gangrel? Yes. Then I could tolerate this. Well, no, the, sh- the Shield's on this list. The ah, okay. Fine, Undis- fine. Undisputed Era is on the list. The Shield shouldn't be on the list. The Undisputed Era at least competed with just a tag team in the Undisputed Era that switched up. And the Dudleys had a bunch of people, too. No, not in the WWE, <laughs> you asshole. Uh, they did have Spike. I don't think Big Dick Dudley or Big Chief Dudley were uh, the recipients dance, of this award. Or dances with but Dudley. If, I mean, if you're going strictly WWE, they've been a tag team for, what, eight years? No. Seven years? P- no. Have they? Well, K-Fames. here would be the case, Frank. They were together a long time. No messy breakup, which I appreciate. That's by true. the way. No, no crazy singles guy. They had some no crazy run. singles they guy. They had some really big pops in their day. I'm not they had some they really big moments sold in their day. Some crazy they hosted merch. Mania. They sold merch out the fucking ass. They're not better than the New Age Outlaws. They're not they better than the sold, Dudley Boys. They're probably better than the Outlaws. Are you out of your I mind? I would say they're better. Do you than the not outlaws. remember how popular the Dudley, the fucking New Age Outlaws? I never were? said they're not popular. They're the New Age. Hold on a second. Outlaws. Hold on. Oh, they're better workers. Of course, I want to see the merch numbers. First I want to see the DX numbers in the New Age Outlaws. I'm not talking prime about DX. I'm talking about the, the Outlaws. New, no, but they were hottest when they were in DX. Of course. So I have to factor in the DX merch as part of them. Of course, especially when he's the one wearing the jersey and the fucking bucket hat, and no one else is. I I, I still think they're. I think they're better than the Outlaws. Bro, I think Demolition is better than them. They sold pancakes, though. They sold the shit out of cereal. They sold the shit Look, out of everything. They, they moved merch, but to do this, it's first off, it's right now syndrome. It's like the people that you yeah, fight Jordan and fair. LeBron with. But they're not even together anymore. They're still tagging. 
They're still tagging eh. Xavier Woods and fucking eh. Kofi. They just looked at tag belts two months ago at Mania. Yeah, but that's not where they are now. I mean, Biggie's. Oh, doing it's been singles. two months. I know it's Kofi's crazy. shooting for the WWE title. Oh, enough. And Xavier Woods just had probably the biggest match of his career. Right now, Syndrome. They should not be this high. If you want to put them top 10, I'm not going to complain. The Usos. They, the Usos are a better tag team than the them. The Usos. Because they're They've a real had tag some team. great matches with the Usos. They had a great match with the Shield. They had a great match with the Wyatts. I mean, they had a great match with all those top teams that they had. They're not number one, kayfabe. Can't can't we agree, by the way, that this kind of took the totality of the team's career and not just their WWE stuff? I mean, do you think this was rigidly anti-WWE? Absolutely, because how do you not have some of those classic tag teams? How do you yeah, not have some, the Midnight? Would the would the Road War? Uh, yeah, I guess the Road right. Warriors are the only team that. But I mean, actually the Midnight got- never wrestled with them once. So they, That's they the really can't. Well, let me tell you something. We had them in that once. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, didn't they have? They came they in on like somebody. a Smoky Mountain thing, I think. They yeah, had somebody. Maybe it wasn't even them. It was the other ones. They said Vince looked at the Midnight Express's foreheads and said, "We don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> Those balding fucks. They no, look like talk the- about the blade marks. Oh yeah, they should. They got shed ahead. That's yeah. true. They look like they just got sliced up. Yeah, this is kind of like a hard list to do, too. Because, again, where's the 80s tag teams? No real respect to the 80s tag teams except for the Bulldogs. Hard foundation. They were 80s. And they shouldn't be that high. But where's Akeem the Dream? You know what you forget, though? Where's Akeem the Dream? You know what you forget a little bit? I think that the Hart Foundation had a hell of a run in the 80s, and then they kind of got back together in the 90s. So they kind of had two But they weren't a tag at that point. If there was a tag, it was Owen and Bulldog. Right. Which still counts, I'm assuming. No, well, they had their own section. I know. But, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a hard list to Did do. Did they because include always... Jimmy Hart in on that? I'm assuming, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He might have been in the picture. Who the yeah. fuck knows? If he was in the picture, it's okay. If he wasn't, that got questions. <laughs> well, Brett probably erased Jimmy Hart from history. <laughs> you know, I used to do my own promos. Oh, yeah. Jimmy just there with a megaphone trying to draw money. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what he thought of Jimmy Hart. Probably hates him. He hates everybody. Because he's Hogan's boy. He, by default, he hates him. He never asked due permission to use <laughs> his last name. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Gentlemen, it's a hard list to do regardless. Yes. Let's give them credit for trying. Yeah. The New Day's not number one. I don't think it was utterly a, just a list that could not be taken seriously. But Well, there's a lot of ones on there that you sit there and say, how? Like, first off, my boy Kane making it three times. Shout out. I think he should have made it one more time. I think him and Rob Van Dam was a fucking tremendous tag team. I think Was him and X-Pac on it? Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah, good. I, I think I think the biggest problem is there's a few teams that shouldn't be on here, and I think the rankings themselves are kind of bullshit. I think it's a, a lot of right now. I love the Usos. I'm shocked they put the Shield so low. I'm shocked the Shield. They put the Shield at all. I don't think of the Shield as a tag team. I don't. Undisputed are I think more of a tag team than I do the Shield. By this criteria, it is. Yeah. Anyway, kayfabe's. Well, last up on our pinfall, we have your favorite game. So run it down. Oh, is it luck of the draw? <laughs> Unfortunately. All right. Well, I got two for you cocksuckers this week because, ladies and gentlemen. We have to tell the people what happened. What happened with Bret Hart. PJ, we peaked. Yeah, so last week, for those who didn't listen, I would encourage you to go back. We had a moment. We were reading the latest passage from the Bret Hart autobiography. And, yeah, Frank, what did he say? He was the Jesse line Owens. Was crossed. The line was crossed to never be crossed again. He compared himself to he Jesse was, Owens, Adolf Hitler, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, all in a two-paragraph diatribe. And quite frankly, I cannot listen to it anymore, PJ. Yeah, I'm done. Women fainted when they saw him. Yeah, okay. Women ta- ran past security and survived bullet shots just to kiss him. 
So anyway, we figured we couldn't possibly do better than that. So what I say we do, Francis, is throw up on your Twitter machine if there's any autobiography out there that's really outlandish, and we pick that. See what the listeners want to... Uh, Absolutely, and if you have any ideas of what we should read on the air next... What book? Well, what's a good wrestling autobiography? I'm sure Jericho's a fucking hilarious. Get at us on Twitter, at Ring Crew Radio, at Nikki K. Fabe RCR, at PJ Stack RCR, and at High Flyer RCR. Gentlemen, here come the cards. Pass those down. Two apiece. Two apiece. Look what I'm going to do. I'm calling an audible. I'm shuffling them even more. Oh, what the fuck? I can't get rid of this guy. Fuck. Guess we should start with you. Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Battles between siblings. Yeah, yeah, I know. He you, beat Yokozuna. He beat Yokozuna. Owen with beat Jim him. Cornette. Louisville, Kentucky's own. I know. Was in the corner of Yokozuna. Owen and who else him. was in the corner of Yokozuna? I'm assuming Fuji, Mr. Right? Fuji. It had to be. He's well, so big he needed keep... two managers. Imagine we have a manager to talk for him. All right, now we need someone to talk for the manager. <laughs> That's... And they brought well, I think the biggest problem is you first got Fuji thinking the guy was Japanese. Then they found out he's Samoan, and they said, well, fuck it. Cornette will talk to I a Samoan. I will no longer talk for him. <laughs> Just look at how big his coat is. He looks like a fucking... It's a dress. That was from the garden. That match was overshadowed that night a little bit, I'd say. Oh, definitely. Fuck him. I don't By care. the Shawn Michaels ladder match, thus beginning the hatred that Brett probably had in his heart. And thus beginning the showstopper outshining Brett at every moment and big chance he can. <laughs> Next, PJ, what you got? The Funkadactyls. Oh, yes. I was there. Oh, the dancing big the man. Naomi and uh, the that, other one. That is a perfect and Brodus. description of what happens to big men in the WWE. Yeah. And Cameron. Cameron. Cameron, yeah. They were hot, folks. Naomi's they still at the were company. Hot. She's with, still are hot. She's with the Usos. She's with one of the Usos. Yeah. What, did, yeah. what, 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 what happened with the big men in that group? They started dancing. Oh, oh Albert, Albert too was in that. Tensai. I, I he came back as fucking Tensai, and then know, they did that. He would always do his best Triple H impression. I know. Oh, oh with the shovel. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'll give you that one. Okay, Fabes. All right, I'll go back to back got? here. I got Mr. T defeating Roddy Piper in a boxing match. You know how much I had to pay Roddy Piper to do that? A ton of money. I'm not fucking losing to that asshole. At WrestleMania 2, this happened. Wasn't WrestleMania 2 in three different places at yes. the same exact time? Yes. Yes. Jesus, imagine the uh, internet. Imagine how pissed everyone would have been. It was like that Raw. Oh, well, me and you were about to go drop yeah. a thousand to go see Taker, and he came out for two minutes, and yeah. the, that's fucking, all you saw. Yeah. A fucking confused promo. And next up, we had a, a tremendous moment here when Seth Rollins cashed the money in the bank at WrestleMania 31. To defeat Lesnar and Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship. That was a genuine. After coming off that loss to Orton, yeah. no one saw him coming out. He came out, surprised everyone. Got I hate the win. that everywhere you read about that main event, it says Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's so confusing. They advertise it as a three-way. Imagine you're someone watching it years later, you didn't know what happened for right. whatever reason, which I guess now is. Where's the other guy? Tremendous match. Tremendous match. Tremendous finish. I Speaking of tremendous finishes. Nikki Kayfabes has left the building, folks. So if you don't hear his voice, you're welcome. I kicked him the fuck out. Right, PJ? That's what happened. Nikki Kayfabe is definitely a CIA operative. He comes and goes. No one can understand him. He just said, I got to leave. I got no fucking explanation. He just dips. Gone. Hats off to him. I wish I could be like that. Frank, I'd like to go back now that he's gone to the Funkadactyls. Of course. And I thought they had a good act. 
They had a good gimmick. It's a shame that they ruined two of the biggest heels they had to do it. Who'd they, who'd they Brodus beat? Clay was a huge heel. He broke Edge's neck, kayfabe, but, you know. And then they advertised him coming back for weeks and weeks, and he never showed up. And when he did, he came out to Ernest the Cat Miller's yep. music, which was bizarre. And then what was even more bizarre was when he eventually beat Tensai, who at the time was being pushed as a major heel. He lost his manager. He was he going beat- through the, the evolutions. You know this. I've told you. He came in as a hot... Monster heel, then he became the dancing jovial babyface. You ruined wrestling for me because now every time I see a big man in NXT, and I tweeted about this this week, Bronson Reed, I love the kid, he's huge. I know what's going to happen. He's going to come up, he's going to beat a bunch of people, he's going to lose. <coughs> he's going to lose three times, he's going to get feelings, and then once he gets feelings, he's going to be dancing and shucking and jiving. No good. No good whatsoever. PJ, I see you're returning back. To your throne at the end of the table. I've moved seats. My God. I know why I know why he has all the sciatica problems. That chair? No, I'm pushing my head back and forth to look at you guys, and it's not easy over there. My back hurts. That explains his problems. Alright, K Fabes is gone. But I have a good card to close on, my friend. I still have another one. He did his, I think. Did he do both of them? He did both of his. Yeah, he just went quick. Did you? Oh, okay. So I still go. got my second. Card. I got a good one. You want to go before me? You got a good no, one. Go ahead. Pull your good one out. What do you got? Yours is better be better than mine then. Shawn Michaels defeats Chris Jericho WrestleMania 19. WrestleMania 19, one of the most underappreciated manias of all time. We've talked about this. This was one I missed live, and I Austin still regret Rock, it to this day. Austin Rock, Vince Hogan. It was the card of Shawn all cards. Jericho, Angle, Brock, everything. You had everything. You had everything you wanted. Piper showed up. Piper, my God, he came out literally with a pipe. And I was just thinking, Trip, uh, Taker kind of got screwed that year. He wrestled uh, Big well, Show and, and A-Train. Well, blame the guy that was supposed to tag with him that got hurt. That was Nathan Jones, was it? And Would then your dad have appreciated kicked... Nathan Jones? I mean, shoot kicked the fuck out of people, so probably. I think he killed Bill DeMott. I think his last match ever was a match with Nathan Jones, and he kicked him so hard I thought his head would have went flying. I Bret Hart at him. Oh, shame on you. Uh, yeah. And it was a great match. You said you never seen it? Sean versus uh, Jericho? I've watched it since then. I think... I'm pretty sure I've watched it since then. But that was one of the only Sean matches at Mania, outside of me being too little to remember, that I didn't watch live. I watched it years later. Because that was like my year... You know you get cool when you go to high school, right? And you're like, I don't watch you fucking wrestling anymore. And you take that little sabbatical. I right. took I took a year off. Okay. Well, it wasn't even high school. It was junior high. Happens to the best of us. I took a year off, but I missed a hell of a fucking year. Missed fucking Orton's rookie season, Cena, Lesnar. Lesnar. When you I know, started, when I, I got back, back into back wrestling. You at it now and you say, my God, it was a golden age. But as it was happening, you were still like, hey, this isn't the attitude era. Of course. Well, that's also, again, it's right nowism in the opposite right. way where nothing's as good as, in the, uh, as the past. Right. Nostalgia. I, mean, I remember when I got back into wrestling, when I was watching Royal Rumble 04, I saw Bob Hall, Holly and Lesnar. I got worried. I said, fuck, they got to put Bob Holly in the title picture? Shit must be going they bad. They put but... the belt on Bradshaw? Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, I love Bradshaw as a heel. But let's talk about... <sighs> this was the cementing of a star. And this is how you always knew who was going to go up in these ones, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 15, The Rock... Faces Stone Cold Steve Austin. This okay. is a rock propaganda card because it shows him rock botting him like he won the match. But we all know <laughs> what happened. 
This Stunner, one, two, three. McFoley was the ref. As it should. So the year before this, he faces Sean. That's the that's the ascend, right? That's when you cement the ascension. And he's up here. And no one else touches him for one whole year. Then this up-and-coming egomaniac that just buries people for fun gets some steam. And I mean some steam. And you're sitting there saying, well, you got two stars here. And at that time, I would say there was probably some people that thought The Rock would eclipse Stone Cold Steve Austin just because of how quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, Austin took two or three years to get where The Rock got in six months. Right. That's no bullshit. And I, I, look, I'm not the biggest Dwayne fan. I, I like the guy. He ascended faster than almost anybody else once he switched to The Rock. Right. Once you once you saw Stone Cold beat him one, two, three clean, I knew how it was going to go the rest of the time. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it, it kind of you know, did. It kind of <laughs> did. And it kind of did. Until the last one, ironically, which was on WrestleMania 19. You always go out on your back. Fun fact about this match that you're talking about, WrestleMania 15. Austin came out in a shirt. Oh, this was when Austin was peak depression and everything else. I left my bag. He left his bag at the house. Had a had a fight with the wife. Left my bag. Went out to the ring in a shirt. Cause I forgot my. Damn and it was mess. a real stupid shirt. He had his hands up. It was like Austin on the top rope with his hands up, and his arms of snakes. Oh, I've had that shirt because they weren't allowed to put middle fingers on shirts, so they put the snake heads instead. That's probably the reason. But yeah, and you know what? Probably trivial as it sounds. I think the match suffered from it. I can remember at the time watching it and being like, "Where's his vest?" Where's the big match vest? You know we had the big match vest. Right. And he just didn't have it. It made you question it for a few minutes. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and I would have rather him come out without it. I hate to say it, but is this this the worst? There's got to be the worst of the three matches. I mean, 19 told the story that you can't replicate. That's first off. 19, I would argue, is the best of the three because it told the best story. Yeah. Uh, 17, we got that finish. You, You know that finish. It, it well, you claim killed wrestling. Seventeen though was the peak. That was the peak of wrestling. That was wrestling's peak. I don't yeah, know if there's a Super Bowl equivalent or people. whatever, but um, that was it. That was the zenith. You could 70, feel it. Seventy thousand people. You in could a fucking feel it, stadium. and then you could feel it. Just take the fucking nosedive right on that finish. You could feel it in the air. It was over. Don't they remember the finish. They're gonna never recover. I don't think they ever recovered from turning Austin heel. You fucking idiots. But at fifteen, he wasn't heel. He was right where he should be. He was the baby face. Rock was the corporate champ. Story was told on a go-home show. Austin sprayed him with beer at, on, on top of the beer truck. I always forget that that was a go-home show to Mania. And that just shows you that they always had their fucking chips lined up. Yeah. Because if you go back, there's some periods of Raw that are completely unwatchable. The Raw before Mania, the Raw after Mania. It always hits. Consistent, at least. Yeah. But it, it's crazy. This match... Should be such a bigger match in the history of wrestling, but so overlooked because they had two other matches and two other matches with much more memorable moments. This whole mania, mania 15, I feel like it's, it's a forgotten mania, well, which is weird because everything was at its height. Was it? he hung the boss man that night? Well, that probably got taken off. That had to get taken off footage. They're not going to have that now. I, maybe it wasn't that kennel. High. It was. It, it, it was. It was a kennel from hell match. It absolutely was. He fucking stringed up the boss, man. Triple H beat fucking. Uh, Wait, what are you talking about? WrestleMania 15. That wasn't the kennel from hell. Isn't that why he got? Oh no, that was with the dogs. That yeah. was a kennel from hell match. 
at WrestleMania 15 was Austin versus the Boss Man in the Hell in a Cell. No, no, Taker. You said he hung Taker, the Boss I'm Man. Taker, I'm sorry, Taker. Yeah, he hung at WrestleMania 15. You been hitting the bada bing too much there. No, I wrestle, yeah, I'm all confused what the fuck we were talking about. We were talking about WrestleMania 15, and then you said they were out of control at that point. The Boss Man got hung. Yeah. By Taker. Yeah. In the Kennel from Hell match, which was a Hell in a Cell match with fucking no. dogs around the, the fucking edges. There was no... Okay. Am I confusing two different fucking Taker matches? Are you telling me that you think Taker fought the boss man when the ring was surrounded by dogs? I'm pretty sure it was. You in, were, a, in a no, hell in a cell. Oh my goodness. Big boss man versus Al Snow. That was insane. For Pepper. Oh, you're Cause right. Because he killed Pepper. I'm not the Pepper. fucking confused one. You forgot Pepper. I'm sorry. Boss man ended up in two fucking hell in a cell matches. Go figure. The first one, he got fucking lynched by the Undertaker. Yes. Kane got his ass kicked by the one and only Conqueror Triple H. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of some other shit from that card. It's really hard to remember, actually. That and tw- you know what? It's so weird because that one in 2000, uh, no idea. 2000, obviously, I remember the main because it was a four-way. I think tw- uh, 2000 was a worse mania than that by every stretch. There was no singles matches on the card that year. No, everything was insane. It was insane. It did open up with The Godfather, which, shout out The Godfather, another one of Ring Crew Radio's boys, but still. Still. I... All right. You're right. It's nothing but tag matches on that 2000, and, and three ways and four ways. and. I'm still on this kettle from hell business. I like, think... which one was the kettle from hell? No, I, keep I thinking... know. No, I know exactly which one it was, because, as you said, he ki- a big boss man killed Al Snow's dog. And then made him eat it. And then made him eat it. But I'm thinking of the concept do you know, do you of, know... hold on, uh, the cage within the Hell in the Cell. On paper, that kind of sounds like a cool idea. I mean, I don't know what it, you know, I'm you... not sure you use it for a match like this that's so goofy and stupid, but go on. What are you saying? At your, uh, your birthday affair where I forgot the card. Uh-huh. You introduced me to somebody very important in your life. I, yes. Your mother. Yes. Nice woman. I Fantastic. know exactly. Go ahead. I know exactly what you're talking about. And she walked up to me and she oh, Rick Radio and we start talking wrestling. She goes, you know, my two favorites were, I'm blanking on the second one, but the first one's the important one. She said, Al Snow. Mm-hmm. said, Al Snow. I loved Al Snow. Damn big boss man. She goes, yeah, he killed Pepper. Yeah. She-, <laughs> <laughs> she knew it right off the so- bat. What is the point Frank is trying to make with that story? Wrestling was so fucking over at that period of time that my mother was watching it and so invested that till this day she remembers that fucking angle. It was a, I didn't hate the angle. I mean, it was goofy by that point. Everything was so over the top. The big boss man was completely out of control that <laughs> what year. He did the big he show. Drove around. <laughs> he went to the big show's father's fucking work funeral. Let's just make that clear. Right. <laughs> he took the fucking and casket. He chained it to the back of his car. He the chained casket, it to the cop car and, and drove, drove away. And then the while big yelling show, obscenities. And then the big show jumped on the casket and was like surfboarded with it. It was fucking hilarious. That's nothing. He went to the big show's mother's house oh. and got her to reveal on camera that she had big show out of wedlock. Oh, Jesus. And that his like dead father that was wasn't thing. actually his father. Oh, my God. And he aired it on television. He was an out-of-control individual. <laughs> then he kidnapped Pepper and he cooked it. He and helped he kidnap Stephanie. Well, oh my, yeah, I guess he did. And uh, what I, was one time did, Vince McMahon locked the big boss man in the cage with Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe and Sergeant Slaughter, and beat the he shit beat out of all the them. shit out of them with the nightstick. Yeah, Vince was punishing them. They had displeased him. The Stooges. <laughs> big boss man, wasn't there a big main event? He fucked up. 
You're going to remember this now because yeah. me and you listened to this, I think, at the same time. It was a Pritchard thing. He talks about it. It was Austin. I want to say it was Austin the Survivor versus Foley series. at the Survivor Series, Deadly Games. And yes. the finish was to be Big Boss Man. Comes to the ring and hits Austin with a chair. Yes. And then whoever was in the ring, again, maybe Foley cops to fall on him. Right. And they looked around and they couldn't. And there was no Boss <laughs> Where's Man. Boss Man? Boss Man was in the back talking to Undertaker. So Gerald Briscoe oh, runs God. to the ring with the chair. Worst chair shot And of delivers all time. one of the worst chair shots. Not as bad as Ric Flair's chair shots. Oh, God. But Ric Flair, I heard why he hit Austin like that. Because that's the only really bad shit chair shot I can ever remember Flair Because he was doing. afraid of his neck. Exactly. Well, he, Flair, said, he said, I can't hit you in the head with a chair. It's a professional. Broken neck. Yeah, can't do it. Flair's a professional. Maybe so, he should be the next book we read. Can I get the voice? Give me a story. I, I, didn't, I, want, can't. I didn't want to hit him. Come on. I can't. Come on. We'll save it. We'll save it for the book. We'll get the book. Fair enough. We'll start with to Flair be next week. the man. There we go. We booked ourselves into it. There we go. Well, PJ, it's been an eventful week in wrestling, and I'm glad that Kayfabe's left early because fuck him anyway. You can follow us at Ring Crew Radio, myself at High Flyer RCR, the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, at PJ Stack RCR. If you want to see a grown man fight with children on the internet about a stupid TV show, at Nikki Kayfabe <laughs> RCR. Sign us off, PJ. Tell them where to tell them to drive home safe. Drive home safe, folks. <laughs>